Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Congratulations to one Paul Reindel swept both games in his picks Very well on Championship done, Sunday. We all had the Eagles, but Woodsy and I went with the Bengals yesterday. Paulie took the Chiefs, and with the extra three points there, he has moved into a tie for the lead in our postseason show NFL Pick'em. Uh, Needed that one. Paulie and I each have 11 points. Woodsy is one point behind Dang. with 10. The Super Bowl is worth four. God, this sucks. Kind of sets up a dramatic uh, pick session next week, though, as we try to decide between the Eagles and the Chiefs in Super Bowl 57. Uh, now, obviously, that AFC championship could have gone either way quite easily in the game yesterday. Uh, I, You know, I didn't think that Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, you know, not knowing what their injury status was, we're going to be able to necessarily make a difference like they always did. But you know what? They did. Patrick Mahomes, even without the ability to run for the majority of the game, still managed to play an outstanding football game, threw for over 320 yards, a couple of touchdowns, made a ton of big plays. Even You can see him hobbling around. He was far from 100%. But the guy stepped up, uh, you know, playing with an injury, and, you know, that's how legends continue to be written. And right now, the, the legend of Patrick Mahomes continues to grow Woods after another amazing performance. He had the uh, <clears throat> he had the, the, the sharp walk working most of the night. The, oh, God, all right, just like the real clinch together. I need a bathroom. That, yeah, where's the bathroom around here? And you could tell, you could tell, I mean, especially on, look, that last play where he was basically like, I have to use my legs here. I, I don't have a choice. I've got to get this first down. Obviously, we know about the, the penalty. This um, is going to hurt. This like... is going to hurt like a bastard, but i got to do it. <laughs> I'm going to find that bathroom if it kills me. 
and he used them. He saved it for when he needed it. It was a great game. I'm, you know, look, I, I was rooting hard for the Bengals. I really love them. I really love Joe. I think he's just the. I think he's just the coolest dude. I just do. I I have a huge man crush on him. I think he's great. Um, I did not. I don't, and I'm not going to come in here this morning, and I'm not going to pull the NFL is rigged bit. I don't believe that the NFL is rigged. I do think the officiating was, let's say, inconsistent at best. Uh, there's plenty of examples out there. We don't need to rehash them. I thought there were a couple of really ticky-tack calls that were all critical calls at critical times, and they all went against Cincinnati. I will say that. Uh, Doug Gottlieb actually just sent one um, earlier when there was a uh, – the, the Burrow dropped back, hit a guy, ran out of bounds, got taken out of bounds by a chief. Another chief comes flying in late. No flag thrown. I mean, it, it's, it was very inconsistent, to say the least. Um, I don't think that, the, that there were some meetings before that said, hey, we really want to get the Andy Reid storyline going. We want to get the, uh, the Kelsey storyline going. I don't think that it's, it works that way. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, really, by any stretch, as you've seen with my DeMar Hamlin tweets. I think it's ridiculous. I don't think it's rigged. Well, it's not like the I, Bengals going to the Super Bowl wouldn't have also been a great story. Oh, absolutely. And, and we've seen, by the way, it's been proven that there is an officiating bias toward home teams. Absolutely. You know, just absolutely. the atmosphere, the atmosphere. unconscious bias toward a home team. But do either of you feel like the call at the end, the the roughing the passer, the unnecessary the right roughness call, out of yeah. bounds, the right was the call. wrong call? No, no, it was the right call. I, as as hard it, it, as it was to have that decide the game, if they had not called it, when it was a fairly obvious, you know, all right, he pushed him out of bounds, pushed him into the bench. It was a dangerous play yeah, to push he, him that far out of bounds into the bench. Had they not called it, it would have been more of an egregious mistake correct. by the referees in my mind than calling it. As yes. much as it pained me to yes. see that decide the game. Yes, yes, yes. You're, right. I, I, everyone is right. And that that's not even, I mean, the 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 calls that really bugged me were the, the pass interference I, I thought was absurd. There was no, you know, there was a hand on the hip. There was no ripping, turning around of the receiver. Uh, the do-over play was weird as hell. We can talk about the do-over play. It didn't end up hurting them, but my God, like, I, there was an official running on the field to stop that play. Why, though? Why was that play being stopped? And then when it happens, they're like, just do it, do it again. Here's what's going to, I think, stick in my mind and probably going to eat away at the Bengals and Bengals fans, though, going forward. Had Joseph Osai not committed that penalty, more than likely that game is going to overtime, right? Correct. I mean, it would have been a 60-yard field goal. They might have tried to run a quick play, but they had no timeouts left. It was going to be very dicey to try and set up any shorter field goal than that. So let's say the game goes to overtime. Mahomes just spent it all on that run. He did. Would he have been able to be effective after that, you know, having done that sprint? And clearly when he came up for that sprint, he was in the worst shape. He had probably been the entire game the advantage might have been going over to the Bengals at that point in OT, and they never got that chance to see what would have happened. To me, that's going to eat away at the Bengals and why that penalty is going to live on in infamy in Cincinnati going forward. There was a, there was a clear, clear late hit on Burrow uh, in the fourth quarter. Clear. I mean, clear as day. And it just, again... You have to factor that stuff in. And, and let's be honest, man. We all watched the start of that game. 
and everyone was talking about last week how much that patchwork offensive line for the Bengals stepped up and did their job. And they did. They, they played really well. The Chiefs exploited the hell out of them. When What was the score at the end of one? Was it like... Six nothing, something like that. I think so. Two field goals. I feel like it should have been twenty one zip. Yeah. The way that the Bengals were getting manhandled. Now for them to even come back and tie that game, I thought testament to, the, to them. The, and the fumble by Mahomes was a freak thing. I mean, the yeah, team, the Bengals didn't do anything to cause that fumble. No. It was cold. It slipped out of his hands. There were many moments in that game where I thought the Chiefs could have pulled away. I agree with you. And they, the Bengals were a bit lucky to even be in it at the end. I felt the that right, way too. The right team won that game. In terms of the team that played better, I think, over the course of the game, yeah, won the game. that's fair. I think that's a really fair... Did, did as much ben- as I don't want to hear it, yeah, I think yeah, it's a are, fair You're also statement. right that the Bengals had some calls go against them. They didn't play poorly, but I felt like in the end, yeah, the right team ended up winning. That fourth and three call by Zach Taylor. And, and the play that throw, that was made. And oh. the catch, double yeah. coverage. I, I loved it. I loved it, too. That game really delivered. It really, really delivered, and it's given us a ton to talk about. And um, Yeah, go Eagles. Got a new month of Take on Woods. Need a contestant here. A new prize, a getaway, spa treatments for two, VIP pod at the Sportsbook. But you got to play our musical trivia game in just about two minutes. 833-288-0973. Call now, 833-288-0973. No one's in, so it's wide open at this moment. The month today's game and everything now i did get some criticism on twitter last night when i tweeted out about joseph asai and the penalty that it's going to be hard for number 58 to show his face in cincinnati after that play i don't think so i well see now my and everyone said oh he played a great game he gives us all his heart out he's one of the fan favorites i love that that's great i just know how fans are i mean marlon mccree had a great season and was a great player for the Chargers. People still talk about the Marlon McCree fumble in that game. That was that was like six minutes left in the game. There was plenty of time left. This literally was your last chance, last play. He's out of bounds. The play is over. All you have to do is nothing, and you're probably going to overtime, and you have a chance. Fans don't forget that. He. Uh, it was sad, man. He was... I, I was sad, too. I feel bad for him. I did, too. And uh, there's some cool audio. We can play it now we can, as we wait for a call if you want. But one of his teammates standing next to him yesterday, which I thought was just incredible, um, as he answered questions from the media. Dumb question. Come on. He, been, he played his butt off the whole game. That's okay. a different question. Overall, I mean, what, it looked like guys were coming up to you on the sideline as you went through that. I mean, what was that like having guys come up and, and kind of go? Uh, kind of- like I said, it was great knowing that I had my, the support of my teammates. And um, I just got to, I got to, like Sam was saying, I got to learn from experience. And um, I got to know not to not to get close to that quarterback when he's close to that sideline. If, if there's anything that could uh, possibly cause a penalty in a dire situation like that, I got to do better. Things are happening so fast there, obviously. Did you, did you have any idea you were, you were at that sideline there? I mean, obviously you're in full chase. And, you know. Yeah, I was just in full chase mode, and I was trying to um, was trying to push him to maybe um, get him going backwards because I knew he was going for that sideline. I was trying to make him go backwards, get that clock running. But um, I, I didn't know. I, I haven't seen it yet. I didn't know how far out of bounds we were. But, um, yeah. Did you get injured on that play? Yeah, my knee buckled a little bit, but we're um, we're gonna take care of it and get an MRI done tomorrow. Which knee? The right knee. What exactly? Uh, he just told me to keep my head up. Told me um, 
there were a bunch of different plays we had to make that it didn't come down to that one. And uh, we just got to keep moving forward. That's a good kid, man. That's a good kid, 24 years old. And it's good teammates, too. Great. Dude, the guy was standing right next to him, and, and he was crying. I mean, he had tears in his eyes. The guy's like, no, nah, man, dumb question. It's Ask a good sign one. that Zach Taylor has something good going. No and doubt. That you'd expect the Bengals to continue to be there. As long as they've got Joe Burrow and they've got that kind of they got that kind of locker room. You feel like they're going to be contenders again. That they, this is they'll be back. Yeah, I don't know why it stood out to me as it was so surprising and refreshing to hear. But after the game, after the the awards ceremony and everything, they caught up with Zach Taylor standing in the hallway, right outside of the coach's office in the locker room, and they just they asked him about that final play, and he just said. Look, he didn't throw his guy under the bus. He said there were. It's not about one play. There were plenty of opportunities for us to win that game. It, it didn't come down to that one play, and I don't know why. I think I guess most coaches probably would have taken that same road, but I also could see a scenario in which he goes, yeah, we can't have that. That's unacceptable. And, and yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, for sure. Especially in the moment, for sure. And, and just for him to like not even think about it and just be like, no, it wasn't. It's not. His and fault. maybe Bengals fans will be bigger than Chargers fans have been over the last seventeen years. Well, he's a good player. They won't I mean, call it the Joseph Osai game. That's you know a, in the future. He's a good player. He's a good player, and he's young, and he's part of that team. And you know, it's it's. It's like Trent Grisham, man. You know the the mistake that he made in the outfield when he was with the Brewers. I mean, yeah, it, it probably haunt haunts him to this day. But you got to move on. He's got a long career ahead of him. So I thought it was I thought it was cool, heartwarming. It was All a right. terrible we, play. We still, but we still have more uh, more on the games in the Super Bowl matchup to get to. But right now, seven eleven. Let's play a little take on Woods. It's time for take on Woods. 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 All right, we got Brandon as our first contestant in the, uh, well, technically not a new month yet, but a new month in uh, prize purposes. Good morning, Brandon. Morning. All right, here's what you're playing for. Uh, beat or tie Woods, you qualify for, again, a trip to Las Vegas, two nights stay at the Westgate Las Vegas, spot treatments for two at Serenity Spot, and a VIP pod at the Westgate Superbook, the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino features newly designed premier rooms, part of their $70 million room renovations, home of legendary Vegas fun, must be 21 or over, gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, uh, you've got a problem with Woods, though. He's good at this game, so we'll see if you can uh, put up a score here. Here are your categories to choose from, Brandon. We've got rose-colored glasses, uh, five answers with the word rose. Last Chance, five song titles that include the word last. And our new category, Players Gonna Play, 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 uh, song titles or bands including the word play. So, Brandon, what do you want to pick? Rose-colored glasses, Last Chance, or Players Gonna Play, Play, Play? Let's do Last Chance. Last Chance. All right, we can't always be first, but today it could pay to be last. I've got five song titles here. That all include the word last. We'll see how many you can get here in 60 seconds. If you don't know one, you'll pass. We'll come back to it if there's time left on the clock. And we'll start with our two-second song. To score the point, you'll need to quickly identify both the song title and the artist, one of which contains the word last. You ready to play, Brandon? Yes, sir. All right, put those 60 seconds on the clock. Your time begins when Paul plays our music. The category, last chance. Good luck, Brandon. Let's take on Woods. Matt. 
TGIF is the subtitle for which Katy Perry hit from her Teenage Dream album. Eight years after being crowned Miss America, Vanessa Williams topped the charts for five weeks with which song that would be the biggest hit of her career? What's the title of the 1966 debut single by the Monkees, They'll Meet You at the Station? Last Channel. Oh, close. Finish this line with the 1960 song title by the Drifters. But don't forget who's taking you home and in whose arms you're going to be. So, darling. Let's go back to our two-second song. Last Last, Not quite. TGIF is the subtitle for which Katy Perry hit. Oh, no. Sorry, Brandon. Not going to happen for you today unless Woodsy gets shut out, and that has never happened before. Let's go through the answers, and uh, and we'll bring Woods in. I was Last Kiss, and that was uh, Pearl Jam's rendition on our two-second song. Last Dance, I think, at the end. Yeah, it was Last Kiss. Pearl Jam, he almost got it. Uh, Last Friday Night is the Katy Perry song. I'm sure Paul knows that one. Save the Best for Last by Vanessa Williams. The Last Train to Clarksville is the Monkees' debut single. And so, darling, Save the Last Dance for Me is the title of the Drifters hit. So, Spring Woods in for what should be a fairly easy victory, but you never know. All right, Woodsy, no category for you, but you do get the same 60 seconds and the same... Five questions. Your time begins when Paul plays our music. Good luck, Woods. You're taking on Brandon. Let's go. That's Last Kiss by Pearl Jam. Correct. TGIF is the subtitle for which Katy Perry hit from her Teenage Dream album. I Kissed a Girl? Incorrect. Uh, Eight years after being crowned Miss America, Vanessa Williams topped the charts for five weeks. uh, Which song that would be the biggest hit of her career? I know this one passed. What's the title of the 1966 debut single by the Monkees? They'll meet you at the station. Hey, hey, we're the Monkees? Incorrect. <laughs> Finish this line with a 1960 song title by the Drifters. But don't forget who's taking you home and in whose arms you're going to be. So, darling, save the last dance for me. Correct. Eight years after being crowned Miss America, Vanessa Williams topped the charts for five weeks with which song that would be her biggest hit of her career? I know this one, man. The category would totally help me here. Come on. I, I have an idea. Ten seconds. Da, 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 da. I don't know. I'm out. All right. Uh, well, I think Brandon will feel a little bit better because he didn't get any. You got two out of the five. Uh, so Vanessa Williams was saved the best for last. Mm. Uh, Katy Perry was last Friday night. And uh, oh, yeah. the Monkees is the last train to Clarksville. The, the and they'll meet you at the station. But you got the two, and that was good enough for the win today. Shut him out. On the category, last chance. Last chance. Last was the word on all of them. So a tough one today, but uh, that leaves it wide open this month for our new prize and our trip to Las Vegas. All right, we'll come back. There was a lot of Don't Do This nominees over the weekend, and we're trying to... uh, Parse it out. Kind of narrow them all down. However, I think we all agreed that as bad as what happened to the Lakers on Saturday night was... We also had a moment we all enjoyed immensely. Yes, at the end of that game, which is a, I think a do do this. All right, we'll do that for sure. I got Joey. When we come back. I got Joey Bosa in the crosshairs yeah. this morning. What is that guy up to? All right, that's all coming up next with Ben and Woods. We'll be right back after a check of traffic on ninety-seven three. The fan, don't go away. 
Spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Don't do this. It's time for Don't Do This. What were you thinking? Three stories from the world of sports that make us all shake our heads. Why? <laughs> How many times do I have to tell you? Oh, I'm sorry, I fudged up, guys. You idiot. You moron. You're a dumbass. The apple sometimes does far fall from the tree. Don't do this. Do not tweet that. With Ben and Woods. I like a Nickelback song or two. On 97.3 The Fan. Tune in to kick off with Boomer and Valenti. Fridays at 6 p.m. here on 97.3 The Fan. Boomer, Asias, and Mike Valenti discussing all the big news from the league right here. 97.3 The Fan. So I'll start with what turned into a fairly large controversy yesterday. You may say it's a big deal about nothing, and it is. But the Empire State Building received a ton of criticism in New York when they lit up their tower in the color of the Philadelphia Eagles, sending a tweet. Fly, Eagles, fly. We're going green and white in honor of the Eagles NFC Championship victory. Now, later in the night, they, they changed to the to the red of the Chiefs and, and sent out a tweet honoring the Chiefs. This is something they, they do. They have a deal with the top of the tower. gets lit up in different colors, and they honor sports teams on their victories. But New Yorkers, being a lot of them New York Giants fans, were very unhappy. <laughs> About the fact that the uh, the Empire State Building was lit up. City Council member Keith Powers called the move absolutely ridiculous on Twitter. Mark Gooden tweeted, I'm here at the Empire State Building where an angry mob of New Yorkers have descended. They're demanding the building lighting be changed from green. And they want the person who tweeted to be fired. Woods, is this something that fans in New York should be upset about? No. You don't think so? No, they've they've done it. They have. They it's do consistency. it. It's consistent, so they do it. So you had to know it was coming. Number one, what? if you're a New Yorker, is it's like the Bama fan rooting for Georgia, which they do. 
in the in the SEC in the in the national championship game. They root for Georgia. It's the weirdest right, thing I've ever seen. Let me give you the example then. Because the almighty SEC. Downtown San Diego. We have the Emerald Plaza. It's yep. one of the most iconic buildings on the skyline. The one with the kind of the green lit neon top. And at Christmas, what do they do? They change it to green and red right. for Christmas. It's what if they decided, you know what, we're gonna honor sports teams with our colors and after a big win. They will put up the colors of the team, and all of a sudden, one day after the you know, maybe the Dodgers win a playoff series, they say we're lit up in blue to honor the Dodgers tonight in downtown San Diego. Would that not be reason for San Diegans to get a little bit upset sure. at the building? Yeah, right. Yeah, that's what we're talking about here. I get it. Essentially, they do it, but they've done it forever. They do it. Yeah, it's consistent. That's the thing. Is like. This isn't new. It's it, that's the thing that you know it, the hubbub. If this was the first time they've ever done it, let's say, hey, let's just randomly light honor it up. the Eagles today for no reason whatsoever. Then that would be more of a, a don't do this in your mind. Yeah, I think so. I it's probably it's probably a don't do this. It probably is. I mean. But if you're gonna, if you do it, if it's something I, that you do, the Giants I, I, are never in it. So I, think I mean, the, I think the. The moral of the story, the lesson here, is that go ahead and do it, but maybe have some forethought and think, hey, okay, we've got this deal planned, but we if, have to if do one this. of our team's like division rivals has a big win, we don't want to anger our own city by, by doing that. So we're gonna cut out a carve out an exception that a couple of teams don't get don't get the same treatment. Like if um like if the Red Sox beat the Yankees in a World Series. Do they light it up in I, I don't the Red know. Sox colors? And I go, doubt it, hey, right? congratulations to the Red Sox. Way to go, guys. You can't do that in New York. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. But they've, they've done this for the NFL for, for many, many years. So I, that's the thing that I was like, I mean, we've seen this before. Um, I've got Joey Bosa in the in the crosshairs on Don't Do This. And, and some Philly fans had Joey Bosa in the crosshairs yesterday before the game. Joey Bosa was there. He was waiting in a, a line about to go in. Uh, standing outside with some a uh, big group of friends, and he was decked out head to toe in Niners gear because his brother plays for the Niners. And see, now I would first of all, I wouldn't do that to begin with. I would support my brother, but if I play for a different NFL team, I'm not wearing. He was head to toe. I'm not wearing right. the gear. All he was, was missing was a helmet. Of any other team? <laughs> like he, all he was missing was pads and a helmet. I'm there. He could have played. Street, I'm in street clothes. I'm saying, yeah, I'm here to support my brother, and I'm cheering for the Niners tonight. But if I play for the Chargers, I don't I don't wear any other team's gear out in public. Well, that's not even the don't do this. But it's like, he's, okay, so let's play it through. You're in Philadelphia. Okay? You're in You know you're going to catch some grief. Um, and, the, the, and you know how I feel about shouting things at athletes. It's fine to, like, heckle people, but you don't go personal, right? You never go personal. You don't attack someone's appearance or anything like that. Here's what they said. Yo, call me when you get your phone. Here's what they said to him. Bosa, Bosa, when do the Chargers play? He got (laughs) so mad. He walked over uh, to them, to their group, and these guys did not flinch. I mean, they did not even move. This is a beast of a man. Joey Bosa would rip me apart with one hand. Walks over. He's holding his uh, Bud Light Cherry Seltzer. In his left hand, and he says to them, "Oh, are you Snapchatting your your butt buddies?" Mm. All right, so that's faux pas number one. Then they're like, 
they just said, hey, what time do the Chargers play, bro? I mean, you just, you're just you getting a little bit of grief because you got knocked out of the playoffs. You're in Philadelphia. It's like me walking into the jungle with a pork chop tied around my neck and being like, why are you guys attacking me, animals? <laughs> so you know it's coming. It was very innocuous. So then he pulled the card that you just can't pull. It's the automatic DB card. They said, hey, how are those fines? Because he got fined for slamming his helmet. He said, they're good. Because I can afford them. I'm effing rich. You're effing broke, bitch. And he pulled the, I make more money than you. His girlfriend, I'm assuming, had her hand on his back and was like, all right, let's go, let's go. Just keep it moving, keep it moving, keep it moving. It was all of this happening with a seltzer in his With hand. his seltzer it just, just murders me. It top. murders the me. The Boses are the... They're the successors to Gronk, kind of in the I, league. The Gronks are so much more likable, though. They're so much oh, more yeah. likable. There's just not a lot of depth there. Great football players. Good football but players. But there's not a yes. lot of depth there, is what I'm saying. Are you Snapchatting your butt, buddy? Wow, Joe. Man, you just kind of got to wear that one. Like, hey, what time do the Chargers play? A, it's, a, it's very innocuous. <laughs> he had nothing but, hey, I make more money than you. I make more money. Anytime a guy throws his salary out, you know he's lost the fight. He's lost the fight. <laughs> Finally, um, a don't do this that begets a do do this. Kind of a, a dual layered uh, finale to Mega the segment. Uh, clearly, a don't do this on Saturday night. Big game, Lakers and Celtics on ABC. Uh, the Lakers uh, tied with seconds to go. LeBron James goes up for the left handed layup. Jalen Brown hits his arm right, right as the shot is going off. Doesn't go in, clock expires, and there's no whistle from the referees. LeBron is, like, out of his mind. Like, you've never seen him. He's got, he is reacting. He's got his hand on his head. He collapses to the floor. It's the are you, deck, the are whole you thing. Kidding are you kidding me? me? Where is the foul call? You know, where? why am I not getting that call? And you see the replays, and it's very obvious. And then after the game, the referees did acknowledge it. But the dude do this was just too funny to not ignore was Patrick Beverly. This is incredible. Who in the... Who in the break between the fourth quarter and overtime runs out onto the court with a camera to show the referee, <laughs> a camera. presumably the replay like of a, what you missed. Like a Nikon yeah. still Look, frame. I've got the shot right here. You Look. can see hand on arm oh, on LeBron. It is as obvious, as plain as day that he was fouled. And you didn't it's call It's a it. perfect still shot of the hand, just the <laughs> hacking of LeBron. And him walking out, I was Now, he did get in. a technical foul. He did. Got and the Lakers up. started OT down a point and never recovered and lost by Originally, four. I thought they teed up LeBron for <laughs> his reaction. This was uh, similar to, if San Diego Padres fans remember back in the 1980s, Steve Boros, not related to Scott Boros, was their manager, I think for just a season. And there was a, uh, a blown call in a game the night before, and he was so mad about it the next day that he brought a like a VCR tape up to the lineup <laughs> exchange to hand to the umpire, and, got, and he got ejected during the lineup exchange the following is day. Is this NBA referees Twitter legit? It is, yes. They sent out this tweet. Like everyone else, this is the union representing referees. Like everyone else, referees make mistakes. We made one at the end of last night's game, and it is gut-wrenching for us. This play will weigh heavily and cause sleepless nights as we strive to be the best referees 
we can be. I mean, dude, 9,000 comments on it. Part of this 90, is that... Nine, almost 10,000 so retweets. The Lakers had used their challenge a, few, a couple of minutes earlier, and you only get one. Had they saved it, they could have challenged it, they looked at the replay, and they could have awarded LeBron James two free throws. He would have just needed to make one, and the game was yep. over. But they didn't have that challenge. I wonder if the NBA needs a system like the NFL a little bit, where in the last minute or something... There's no more challenges, and they can just go back and look at those plays, or would that be too complicated? Because there's like every NBA play has something you could challenge for the most part. How would you ever decide yeah. when and where to use it? But, you know, Lakers didn't have it. They ended up losing that game. And, uh, you know, they're trying to fight for a playoff spot, so every every loss is magnified right now for the L.A. Lakers. But that, that photo... Moment with Patrick Beverly and the referee. It's incredible. It I mean, pretty, it's like it's pretty funny. He should never buy a drink in L.A. for the rest of pretty his funny. life. It was brilliant. Pretty, he's fine. Get that paid. Yeah, for. go fund me. He also missed a free throw that would have iced the game. He had two, and if he made them he both, did. it would have been uh, up four. But he missed it. They were up three, and Boston went down and tied it. So Pat Beverly not uh, completely exonerated in that either. Pretty That's brilliant. Though. Don't and do do this for a Monday. That. Was don't do this with Ben and Woods on ninety seven three the fan. All right, we'll come back. Uh, we realized that today is the two year anniversary. Well, technically yesterday, but today was the two year anniversary of us playing a moment from Philadelphia Eagles coach Nick Sirianni. Well, we had now some headed fun to the with Super this, Bowl. We? I know we're going to have to eat. <laughs> I guess we all have to eat a little bit of crow. Yeah, fire it up in the microwave. So, you know, we we got to We got to own it, and we will own it when we come back with Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station. 97.3 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Maybe 
They needed that last bit of motivation. They needed to beat the Bengals. I was uh, I was talking to Paul about this this morning, and uh, I like Travis Kelsey. Travis is uh, the tight end. Yeah, I like him. Jason he's, is his brother who plays for the Eagles. I like Travis Kelsey. I do. I think he's a great football player. But he gave me the biggest pea shiver dork chills that I've ever had watching his scene in the game last night, and I was. Probably a bitter Joe Burrow fan when I was talking to Paul about this, but like Joe didn't. Joe isn't a guy that runs his mouth a lot, right? He doesn't. He doesn't. No, he's not, not at a, all. Not a talker, and he just kind of backs it up on the field and goes out and does his thing. Smokes cigar after like BFD, right? Man, the dude was getting dragged by Chief fans. Like he had anything to do with this? Well, because the mayor called it Burrow Burrowhead Stadium. They had. Did you see the video? of Pat Mahomes, the dad, up in the suite with Brittany Mahomes and Jackson Mahomes. So I this somebody tweets this and it's a guy and he's lighting a cigar. And I'm like, oh that's Pat Mahomes. And he's trying former to former major league baseball yeah, pitcher. Father of Patrick Mahomes. He's trying to light this cigar and all you hear is next to him, light it, light that ass, light it, light that ass now. Light it, light it. <laughs> and then you're I'm like, what in, I go, oh Britney. And then Jackson's behind him going, light it, light it, light it. I'm like, this is a train wreck. And he's trying to light it. It's windy. He gets like one sliver of the cigar lit. He's like, big pull off it. It's barely burning. I'm like, well, this is a bit gone bad. Okay? Because it's not working for anybody. Then Travis Kelsey coming up. And I don't know. I just felt like Joe was taking too many shots when he didn't even really say anything, but I get it. It's the mayor. When you make a video... Oh, thank God, man. <laughs> Woo! Head my ass! Woo! It's Mahomes' house! Alright, that's fine. The, the, the other one? Uh, this is the one I hated. How about this beautiful trophy? Huh? Hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. <laughs> Paul said he was quoting The Rock. All right. I don't know. What is technically a jabroni? Just a I don't know. I hate dumb that word. guy. It's just one of those words I just can't stand. <laughs> I just can't stand it. Uh, but I, I don't know. That, yeah, I mean, just I guess playing devil's advocate, because I, I don't really care about like, the, the shots. At, like, I was shocked Patrick Mahomes... Hey, we don't have any cigars, like, but for him to drop that line even, like, like seconds after the game was over, it's it was like, weird. oh damn! But I think it was more just they were. I don't think they had a bone to pick with Burrow per se. Probably just the national, all the hype around him, yeah, being fed. Well, I mean, they 
they had beaten their ass every game. So like, For sure. I get it. What I never really get is, did they? Re- I mean, were they really looking for extra motivation? The motivation is you they, can go to the Super Bowl. Right. And you can they, reach the pinnacle of your sport. Correct. And fame and fortune. Uh, avenge earlier losses. Yes, yes. They've beaten us. They've handled you. us You at really home. care what some politician in some city, <laughs> you know, 800 miles away has to say about your gonna, team? I, I, right. don't, I mean, it doesn't... It uh, To me, that's so fake. That's was, not real. No one cares what someone says. I was going to wait for this, but we need to make a law for this upcoming Padre season. And I'm serious. Nothing. No raps. You're telling people how to fan. Yeah, I am. I am. Stop. It's like Eli Apple. You, do you think Eli Apple... Feels good about his little tirade he went on last week. I mean, you're just putting a target on your back. And Huge holding penalty. You know, I don't believe in curses, but I do believe in jinxes. I really do. I don't. I think you should save it, and you can do your rap after you win the World Series. You want to talk about goose, and that's what's in, and all that. Do great. Do it right after the last out is recorded. Have a ball. Don't. Can we make it like a law? Like, no clout-chasing raps this year? I feel like the Bears recorded the Super Bowl shuffle like in the middle did. of the regular season. I feel like they did. They were that good, though. <laughs> Nobody was beating them. <laughs> like, if the Dodgers had done it after, you know, the regular season of 111 wins, you'd be like, all right, I mean, they're really, really good. But we cannot do this this year. I'm serious. Those goose guys, they murdered us. They murdered us. And it's going to live in infamy. Don't put a target on our back. There's already a target on our back. You heard uh, Dick Manfart talking about the target that's already on the Padres' back. That's what's in. Like, it just can't happen. And if it does happen, can we agree to pay it no mind? Todd Gloria, just keep in mind, just, we, don't, we don't need any extra nothing. motivation for Padres' opponents. They already you have You can enough. do a bet. Do a bet. Hey, if we win, we'll send you, you send us a blah, 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 and then we'll send you a surfboard if we lose. Whatever. That's fine. That's standard. No raps, no librarian videos, no dancing and doing, just, let's just, let's be cool. Please, I'm begging you guys. Let's not give them a reason. You can check out our all-new podcast called Inside San Diego Baseball with Sam Levitt. Sam will discuss all things Padres and Major League Baseball with weekly episodes. Find it at 97.3thefansd.com, the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. So, uh, let's see, where was I going to go next? Oh, yeah, uh, we two years ago, we really thought that Nick Sirianni was going to be, let's just say, not very successful as a head football coach. He's proven a lot of people wrong. We'll bring that audio right back for you after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. So, in a bit of a numerical irony, it was two years ago yesterday that Nick Sirianni was introduced as the head coach of the Eagles, replacing Doug Peterson, who had won a Super Bowl with the team. But yeah. you know, things kind of kind of went sour the last couple of years. He got fired, and obviously now he's uh, with Jacksonville and, and, and turning that team around. So a good coach that he was replacing. We had a couple of we had a lot of fun with a couple of coaches' introductory press conferences. Dan Campbell, standard. It was a blast. We made fun of it, but we also kind of enjoyed it because you've seen how he's evolved and you've seen really what a great job he's done in Detroit well I think you could look at Nick Sirianni and say the exact same thing I remember vividly us looking at each other going 
that's who they hired? And Philly fans on Twitter going, oh my God, we may never win a game again. Uh, there's something to be said for being nervous at a press conference and being one hell of a football so coach. So Sirianni was an assistant under Mike McCoy. Yeah. Not a very successful head coach here in San Diego. Mike McCoy won his opening press conference. So I remember being there that day at Chargers Park. At least he won the press conference. Nick Sirianni took the biggest L in an opening coach's press conference. Honestly, that I think you maybe, can really imagine. May, like, there's a couple. There's there's one that John, I'm trying. I mean, to what th- do you want to do when you're a coach and you're coming in? You just want to project confidence, co- confidence, ability, competence, and you, the ability to lead people in a locker to room. Lead, that's, yeah, that's really what the head coach's job is. We need to lead this group. We need to be able to put together plans to have success going forward that's your job and all you need to do is the the minimum amount to project that you are a competent confident leader up at the podium two years ago and we played it two years ago today on this show nick sirianni projected the exact opposite of that in his opening press conference with the eagles next thing that's very important to me is that we build a smart football team that we have a smart football team here. And I know we have the, the people in place to do that. The first part of that, the first part of being smart is knowing what to do. We're going we're gonna to have systems oh, in God. place that are easier to oh. learn. All right, complicated to the defense or offense that they're going against or the special teams group they're going against, but easy for us to learn. Because when we can put that, because we, when we can learn our system and we can get good at oh, our system, no. then our talent can take over. <laughs> Less thinking equals talent take over, but we need to have systems in place, and we will have systems in place to do so. Oh, that's still really, it's really hard of, to listen it's to. It's one of the worst of all time. <laughs> it was like Jay's saying that he managed games in his head. Huh? Remember that? I've managed a lot we'll of games in my mind. And then Andy Green's. <laughs> Andy Green and Jace Tingler. Yeah, I mean, it really, when Jace said that that day, I remember. I think we were there. And somebody asked him the question, you know, have you ever actually managed a game? And he's, in my mind, I have. And I went, oh, no, don't say it. We knew no. exactly what he meant. And, and we all, all that. knew what he meant. And it's just like you knew what Nick Sirianni was trying to say. He was just not very eloquent with how he said it. And look at that dude now. My Tw- God. 23 and 11. I mean, I, I mean, his regular season record, great. Get playoffs twice and now going to the Super Bowl. Apparently those simple systems that are complicated to the other teams, but easy for his team to understand, are really, really effective when he puts and it they, down. They love him. They and, and love him way. in Philly. By and by the way. way, he's much more comfortable on the podium nowadays. You know, seems like okay, I get it now. But that first day, I mean, you got to be nervous, wreck. <laughs> so they, they want me. Did not go well. But his players had to have been like, oh god, oh look at him now. I mean, he's beloved, beloved in Philly. All right, we're going to come back uh, in our third hour. Annie Haldren's going to join us to talk about that uh, great story on the return of Fernando Tatis Jr. and his workouts with joe musgrove we'll do that coming up we also have some cold play tickets to give away uh when we come back as well so your chance to win coming up with Ben woods on san diego's number one sports station 97.3 the fan okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 